Tis the season for clean balls. Fa la 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 la. Our friends at Manscaped are helping you clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. From stocking stuffers to gift exchanges, Manscaped's products are the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or the shampoo for your boo. Be the star of gifting season and help all the men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog this December by going to manscaped.com and using code JOCK, code J-O-C-K for 20% off plus free shipping. Manscaped is a one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift in the Platinum Package 4.0, which we've all received and all love, plus loads of little presents, perfect for stocking stuffers. What better holiday gift than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Plus, it really helps out the podcast. You support them. They support us. That's how it works. Get 20% off and free shipping with code J-O-C-K-JOCK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code JOCK, J-O-C-K, Manscaped, for a perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest hit. G'day community and welcome to Around the Wicket brought to you by Jock Reynolds. My name is Damo and joining me as he usually does on this particular program is Azza. How are you, mate? I am fantastic. Thanks very much, Damo. It is great to be back for another episode and we have a special guest joining us today. Isn't that right? We do have a special guest from the KFC Supercoach BBL team. We have Dan Batten. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Great to be here, guys. Obviously, only a few days to go at time of recording, so looking forward to getting stuck in. There's plenty of uh, news about it, isn't there? Definitely is, yeah. At time of recording, we are four days away. Um, you'll be listening to this on a Sunday, which means there's only two days before the first game between the Thunder and the Stars at Monica Oval. Dan, how's your Supercoach team looking? Is it locked in? Are you set? Relatively, I think, uh, as I said on our live show the other day uh, on Facebook, I haven't got as many loops as Tim. He's probably got about 16 emergency loopholes set up. I've only got a couple or maybe three at the moment. Uh, Joe Clark uh, in my keepers, uh, Gilks in uh, in my batters, and then Faruqi, uh in my bowlers. The only ones that could really change, I think, if potentially if I go an extra double in Shadab Khan or look to move on, uh, a guy like, uh, just looking at my field, currently maybe like a, a De Grand Homme or something like that, if like a, if a Gilks goes massive, then I might look to maybe round three and get in another a Brisbane Heat player or another Scorcher, uh, you know, as a to loop. So that's probably the only changes. I think the the main parts of my team are, are pretty set. But I've got a question for you, Damo. Have, have you cooled down yet? Obviously, the Dockers... Uh, were announced to be playing on a, a 3-10 game uh, in round five. I saw you were pretty animated about it on Twitter. <laughs> is, is it, I hope it doesn't interrupt your Supercoach preparation because uh, it seemed like you were pretty fired up about it. 
Come on, everyone, gather round, listen to Damo. <laughs> I'm actually going to be in Adelaide for Gather Round, so oh, it's good. not going to affect me too much because I'm actually there for that weekend. But I do have to feel for the supporters at home who will have to leave work early or not do a lot of work after three o'clock to, <laughs> watch, to, to watch the game. And um, yeah, not great fixturing from the AFL. VFL. <laughs> uh, no, not, not quite. Well, the, the, the game's in Adelaide, so, can't, so the sandful, I don't know. Um, anyway, back to BBL. Very diplomatic. <laughs> yeah, back to BBL. As a, how's your team looking? Yeah, look, it's a going well. Again, again, we are only a few days out, so there's always plenty of tinkering around. And there's been some late inclusions, which I'm sure we'll talk about shortly, that have really sort of maybe given my team a bit of a late change including the likes of renegades peter hanscom who has now made his way into my side who i'm sure we'll talk about a little bit but otherwise i reckon i'm pretty well set with um a lot of double game weeks that i'm banking on um there's a couple of single game week players that i've just got stashed up my sleeve like the likes of sam billings from the heat and majib Rahman from the renegades who i feel is under a price, and I'm sure I've mentioned him before, but we're getting there, Damo. We're getting there. Yeah, my team is pretty much set, but got thrown a curveball with uh, Michael Nisa called up to play in the test against the West Indies at Adelaide Oval. So we just don't know if he'll line up for the heat now in that first game. Probably got to swing him to a Mitch Swepson or a Shadab Khan, but um, we get to know the teams 24 hours before hand so uh i'll be able to make that change pretty quickly um he's in my team at this point i no, i definitely want him for round three so i might look at even stashing him and moving some of the bench players around there's been some late additions to the bbl with peter siddle finally confirmed for the strikers peter hanscom as you mentioned has signed with the renegades faftable has signed on for seven games with the scorchers uh, those are the biggest names who have been added, plus some local replacements have been added around the competition as well. Any of these guys take your fancy? Yeah, I mean, I think Faftu Percy jumps off the page, doesn't he? If he if he wasn't uh, if he didn't have uh, the buy first up, I'd be very tempted to to start him. Obviously, world class has dominated in the in the IPL for for years now, and I think he. You know, he's one of those guys, like even a Trent Bolt as well. Uh, there are a couple of a rungs above a lot of the players in the BBL, and I expect them to seriously dominate. And you'd think that uh, Duplessis plays uh, up the order as well. I think he's an absolute must-have for round two. Peter Siddle's the other one that piqued my interest. They finally ended up uh, signing him in the end. I think that was a, a big surprise to anyone. But he's one I'm weighing up for round one as well. Currently... Uh, I had uh, sort of swapped around, maybe a, a Tanvi Sanger. I got a little bit more cash from uh, a downgrade elsewhere, then brought Siddle in. But now I've, I've sort of settled for, for Ruki at the moment, just the potential for two doubles in round one and round two uh, and his cheaper price tag, uh, I think, uh, piqued my interest. But, yeah, they're, they're probably the, the standouts uh, for me just of the, the new signings that have come in, as well as Hanscom as well. But... Um, They've said, the Renegades have said that he's not going to keep um, in this, uh, at least in the first game. Sam Harper's got the gloves. So it'll be interesting to see where he actually fits in. I probably want to watch uh, uh, watch and wait uh, because, you know, I don't think he's going to rise too much um, early on. What about you, Azza? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty well, Dan's covered a lot of it there, but the other name that's been added recently that's, it's he's in my sights and he, I'm just toying around with a few things. I might see how the teams end up. But, of course, that is Usman Quidir, who we've seen um, play before and is an incredible um, player who's been signed with the Thunder. And, again, with the Thunder having a double in round one, there's some opportunities there. But just cautiously optimistic he does get selected. But, of course, we're a bit unsure about how that Thunder lineup looks. There is a lot of bowling stocks that they've got, a lot of options. and But they've got a couple of injuries. So uh, Daniel Sams is still likely probably in doubt for round one now, which is going to be absolutely huge if he misses for KFC um, Supercoach BBL players. Um, we'll see how we manage that. But other than that, I think Dan's pretty much well covered all, all the rest. Peter Siddle is definitely a fantastic selection. We know how well he's done um, in the past. Can be a tad expensive from his um, um, economy rate, which does, doesn't help him. But he was the leading wicket taker. Um, what more can we say about him? He's a great pick. Um, he, he's still... A 50-50 coin toss in my in my team. Um, we'll see how we go, but I, I do like him as a selection for sure. Yeah, Peter Siddle came straight into my team as soon as he was added to Supercoach. And I know as a, um, you and Tim and I are, are all very vocal about our teams in and uh, he was straight into my team as soon as he was added into the Supercoach format. Dan or Azza, either of you can answer this. Let me give you four names. Jason Sanger, Trent Bolt, Joe Clark, and Matthew Short. All big names, all have the double first up. Can you go without all of them? Who's the most important to have and why? Is that Tanvir or or Jason? Jason. (laughs) Nah, nah, I figured you meant Jason there. Of that group, yeah, it's a... It's a tricky one. Um, I'm probably going to have to say uh, Matt Short. Just his potential to score runs at the top of the order and also uh, potential for bowling as well. We know they've added some, some extra spin stocks to their side. Ben Menenti signed in recent days and also Cameron Boyce, but I'd still back him in to, to start up uh, in the power play, which they use him uh, in. And I mean, that's such a, a valuable role, being able to, bat in the power play and also bowls. So I think he's probably the most valuable. You look at Trent Bolt, I think he could go big too, but um, he also does have the buy in round two. Yeah, again, I um, fully agree with what Dan's saying there. At the moment, I've got um, Matt Short and Trent Bolt in my side. I'd love to be able to fit um, Jason Sanger in, but just can't quite squeeze it at the moment. Mm. I think with him being captain of the Thunder, I think that gives him a lot of opportunity to do what he <laughs> wants and hopefully play a very super coach friendly role. But good Lord, wasn't Matt Short fantastic last season? Started off at 62,500 for those that can remember back at round one last year and there's just absolutely took the game by storm last season, putting up one of the highest averages, um, which was just phenomenal. He is very expensive, probably coming Mm. in the most expensive player that's currently sitting on my field. It's a lot of risk to see if he does back it up. But I'm confident. We've seen him perform well in the um, the warm up matches through the Sheffield Shield um, and the the Marsh Cup. So I'm I'm confident. So that's why he is in my side. I really don't think you can uh, leave all of them out. I think you've got to play the field at some point. We talk a bit about how um, pods can hurt your side. 
Um, mm. Especially if you are leaving players out that are heavily owned. I mean, the likes of Marcus Stoins is probably a fantastic example, and we'll speak about him um, uh, as the stars have just uh, play, you know they had their first warm up game against the Renegades. Um, and someone like Stoins, who has a ownership of I think it's like seventy percent now, if you're missing out on him and he scores hugely well, which is probably likely, you've set yourself up for failure already. So I think there are players premiums like Short and Bolt and Sanger. You've got to have at least one of them, or two, or three, or if you can or fit four. it, four. But <laughs> that's a lot of money you'd be spending on your field. So I don't know if we can do all four. Yeah, I think the aim is to have at least two of them, three if you can, four if you can make it work, but at least two of them I think you'd definitely need. Every year the wicketkeeper position causes a bit of debate. Some want to go cheap, some are happy to overpay. It really is an all or nothing kind of position. What sort of what strategy are you going with, Azza? So the way that I've set up that... Um section there is that I've I'm looked at Joe Clark I'm really happy with him especially on on the double um I know he isn't in the best of form coming into the BBL but I'm still confident that he'll come in and do wonders for the stars especially with the uh top order issues that they've currently got with that side so he's sitting on my bench as the the loophole um as Melbourne Stars do play the first game of the round with Sydney Thunder at the moment Peter Hanscom is on the field, uh, is in that worker position coming at 62,500. Thank you, Pete Jank, for that little uh, Christmas gift. <laughs> he was probably uh, supposed to be a, a little bit more than that due to his average in past seasons, but we will more than be happy to take him at that price. So given that he will unlikely play in round one, well, that's a, that's a loophole that I can activate if Joe Clark happens to fail because then the backup option that I've got sitting on my in my um, batting lineup is Sam Billings, who we know uh, has the double in round three. So I'm already looking ahead in that direction. I do also like the look of Matthew Wade, who has also been in my side in that position too. Um, they do have a buy um, the Hurricanes early on in the season, so I've kind of led away from that into in favour of Billings, but I do still like the Wade pick given his price at 120. So the three for me with a loophole on the field, that's how I've worked it. What about you, Dan? How are you structuring that wicketkeeper position? Yeah, fairly similar, but I'm, I'm actually interested by your tactic, the fact that you do have Billings there who's 150k. I've gone a little bit cheaper uh, with Gilks. I, he obviously plays in the first game as well. I had considered Nielsen, but... I think Gilks' potential is a lot higher than Nielsen. We know that Nielsen in previous seasons has, has averaged pretty low in the BBL, whereas Gilks, I think, uh, started to find some some form at stages uh, last year. So I'm running with Joe Clark, emergency. Um, obviously, Villapie is a very popular option, but I don't know. I, I just can't go past Joe Clark with two games. He scored two, 10 runs less than Philippi last uh, BBL season and went at about a 10 strike rate more. So he was absolutely unreal at the top of the order. And I've got Inglis there uh, uh, as on my field. Uh, and if Joe Clark goes bust, I don't know, I, I might still back him in for that second game. But with Gilks on my batting bench as well, I've, I've just got to sort of play it by year, see if, which one of them uh, goes big in that first game. Mm-hmm. 
I could then uh, potentially move Inglis to my uh, to my to my batters and potentially maybe trade out uh, one of my batting bench uh, to Nielsen and field him uh, if I'm really desperate or look at uh, a Wade and, and sort of restructure uh, uh, around the ground. But yeah, I, I think I'm probably going to back in Clark uh, uh, with his two games. Yeah, couldn't agree more there. Um, I forgot to also mention that I've got, I do actually still have a fourth wicketkeeper of Josh Inglis sitting in my batting lineup. Uh, again, as another loophole option with uh, Riley Russo sitting on my bench as an emergency. So I'm well covered if one of them if fail. If both of them fail in Clark and Russo, then I'm in a little bit of trouble. But <laughs> fingers crossed that doesn't happen. Uh, Damo, how are you looking in that area? Nothing fancy for me. Joe Clark on field. I'm backing him Ooh. into... In nice, two games, at least match what Philippe or Wade can do in one game. So I'm hoping that being able to play two games in one round will at least put him on a level playing field with most of the others that are in people's teams. Uh, just another thing to quickly mention is um, the Stars Renegades practice match, as you spoke about before there, Azza. Mm. Marcus Stoinis went for 62 off 26. Uh, So he's in good form and the 30% or so that don't own him probably should go and think about owning him. (laughs) But was he he batting at five, was he, Damo? Which was interesting. Uh, I mean, that would have raised eyebrows, especially if he does come out at five for the Stars. But as you said, I think, you know, they could be three for stuff all uh, in both games in the round one double. So... And then he'll be striding out to the crease and uh, you know doing what he does best. We you saw obviously at the T Twenty World Cup went absolutely ham and hit that fifty off fifteen balls. So he's hitting him well, and I think if he if he bowls at all, that's just a, a bonus uh, for KC Super Coaches when he's at eighty three thousand. Agreed. And the other performance um, that I just want to highlight was uh, Rowantha Kelapotha had two wickets in three overs. I'm conceding 23 runs. Don't know if he makes the final 11 for the Renegades, but it's just encouraging to have a cheapie pushing his claim as well. Uh, Sheffield Shield is on BBL pause. Great performances just before the break. Adam Zampa taking three wickets in the first innings against New South Wales. He's in some rare form at the moment. Yeah, isn't he what? I mean, it's going to be hard to leave out for round one, wouldn't you say, Dan? Yeah, I've actually haven't got him in my current setup at the Whoa. moment. I've gone three stars in Clark, Stoinis, Bolt. You're making me re- rethink it now, but I like to, I don't know, I think feel like with Supercoach AFL, I tend to follow the crowd a little bit and listen to a lot of podcasts. Or as Supercoach BBL, I tend to just uh, back myself in. It, it, it tends to work, but this could be one of the ones where, you know, I, I live to regret it. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Zampa... He's he's ultra consistent. He's he's taken fifers in previous BBLs, but uh, I don't know. I, obviously, I, I I like the three stars that I have at the moment, and I feel like four uh, maybe robbing Peter to pay Paul, Paul for for round two, obviously with their bias. So at the moment, he's not in. I have Faruqi. Um, I mean, if he fails, I could certainly look to to Zampa and 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 plonk him on field and see how he goes. In the say. I don't agree with you leaving out Adam Zamper. I should just say that. Um, in the same game across both innings, popular cheapy Todd Murphy took seven wickets overall. Does he get a spot in that Sixers 11? 
Jeez, that's 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 the big question, is it? I mean, it is so hard to know how these lineups are going to look uh, come round one. There's so much unknowns and so much uncertainties. I really like him as a pick, and especially with the way that the Sixers lineup looks, so they are going to be really looking for a strong uh, spinner. And Murphy does look like he, he is the person to be. And given it had his price in Supercoach as well, he's going to be hard to pass up if he if he starts to dominate early on, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one with Murphy. I mean, I wonder if they do just end up playing Sock uh, and, you know, letting him have his, his four overs at the top and, and then uh, seeing how they go. But obviously he had a very good BBL season, you know, at his uh, ripe old age uh, last year. But, you know, whether they do go with two spinners, I think remains to be seen. Is Lloyd Pope is is he still around at the at the Sixers? Let's have a look. No, nah, he's not. He's not around. So yeah, obviously it's a, I guess one less spinner to, to be. Yeah, I think he's un he was unsigned actually. Uh, Lloyd Pope. So yeah, interesting to see if he finds a home. Yeah, it's not long. Not long left. A lot of teams have already started to to yeah. solidify their uh, list. So yeah, there's probably a few that'll uh, unfortunately miss out. But yeah, Lloyd Pope's one of the ones that you reckon definitely should be in the sights of at least a BBL club. Um, another another name that we forgot to mention um, um, was uh, Nathan McSweeney for the Heat as a last mm. um, signing. He has been absolutely dominant in um, the Sheffield Shield and the Marsh Cup. I really like him uh, as a, a bit of a roughie. I'm really hopeful he gets to play, but again, it's those lineups are going to be really hard to know and really hard to pick, so definitely something to keep an eye on uh, as we get close. And as we, as you alluded there before, Damo, f- for people that are listening in for the first time and people that aren't aware, uh, the way that the, it all, it works is that um, just like uh, AFLW um, teams will get released 24 hours before the game. Um, so they'll announce a squad of could be anywhere between 13 to 16 players, depending on Yeah, that's on which really team. frustrating, isn't it? <laughs> and then we won't know the exact lineup of the 11 until the toss, but you can generally get a good sense of what that's going to be with the with the announcements that the teams make. It'll be interesting, though, if the Thunder name Faruqi and mm. and Kadir in the same lineup, and obviously they can only play three internationals at once, so... I think it'll be right, waiting right up until the toss uh, before making that move. And if both of them are selected in that squad, I, I might be a little bit scared off and may have to just jump on Zampa, uh, you know, because I don't want Damo exploding at me like the uh, the fixture announcement uh, <laughs> for uh, for gather round. Just moving straight past that one. Um, <laughs> in the WA game against Queensland, um, Cam Bancroft hit 164. Um, he's one who the Scorchers could rely upon in the absence of um, Salt and now Marsh. Hilton Cartwright with a 78 included 11 boundaries. Ashen Agar with a 72 included eight boundaries that included three sixes. Um, so it's good to get an idea of the form some of these players are in despite it being the longer format. Yeah, and there's a lot that you can probably take from these. Um, you're seeing which players are in form. Uh, it is sometimes a little harder, especially with the Sheffield Shield, comparing that to T20 cricket, completely different format. But, you know, it is still good to see that there are a number of players that are still performing on a really high level and you can get a good sense. There are also um, a lot of Premier Quick, uh, Premier Cricket 
that goes along beside these as well that a lot of the BBL players play into. And um, we just saw last night um, the, in Tasmania the T20 uh, game with Premier Cricket where, believe it or not, you had uh, Ben McDermott um, get a duck of all things, and he has been a premium in Supercoach for the last few seasons. So do you take a lot into that, Dan? I mean, that's just it illustrates the, the fickle nature of T20 cricket, right? You know, we I think for one of the doubles last year, Ben McDermott scored about 500, and then, <laughs> you know, the next week uh, for a single, he just scores a duck and scores zero. So I think it is really just about playing the percentages, and I think that's why loading up on doubles is uh, a, a good strategy, especially with the trade boosts um, that have been added this year, the flexibility to be able to use four trades three times in three rounds throughout the season, it just adds another dimension, I think, uh, to the game. And yeah, it'll be, I think uh, for me, like, I, I wouldn't be confident picking Riley Rousseau, uh, who ten, tends to go duck or 100 um, yeah. if he was just playing the one game. But, you know, his upside is absolutely massive. And same as guys like Hales and Short, um, uh, uh, Rashid Khan as well. So, yeah, loading up. Uh, your side with uh, with guys with high upside who are playing twice, I think is uh, uh, the recipe for success uh, in that first round. But it's just going to be a matter of ensuring that your team is is all sweet for round two, three, four, uh, when these teams have buys and when different teams are on the doubles as well. We'll finish up soon, but before we go, we always ask a version of this question in the last podcast before the beginning of the season. Who is your tip to break out in Supercoach and which team will take out the BBL 12 title? Start with you, Dan. Well, it'd be an obvious answer to say the Scorchers and the Sixers because they've just you yeah. know, had, a, had a duopoly on the competition uh, since it's, it started, you know, 11, 12 years back. But I'm going to go, I mean, obviously I might be a little bit biased, uh, from, from just influenced by the players in my team uh, uh, with so many Thunder players, but I think uh, I like the look at the uh, of the Thunder this year. Obviously, if they can pull it all uh, together, they've got some some great internationals, obviously Hales and Rousseau in great form, um, Daniel Sams and Cutting there in the middle order, and then guys like Faruqi who, you know, could be ones to watch. Uh, throughout the tournament so uh, I do like the Thunder but I mean you know the, the Sixers uh, the, their Australian talent is arguably uh, you know the best um, uh, across the competition so um, you know if I had an each way bet I'd, I'd be uh, chucking on uh, uh, Sixers as well but yeah my, my Thunder's a I don't know I'm not sure if it's a smoky tip but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going with them uh, for, for this BBL as I have at yourself Oh, I've got it back in my Renegades, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> They're looking stronger than previous seasons, aren't they? Thankfully, yes. I mean, thankfully, they've done some great recruiting in the off-season. It was really disappointing to see um, Livingston oh. not being able to, to make the season. Um, all credit to the BBL draft there that we won't support, talk about again. Um, but look, you know, they've been able to do some great work in getting uh, Martin Goptal over, which is going to mm. be a huge coup given what he's been able to do in T20 matches for such a long time and, you know, really helped to strengthen that top order, which has been a bit of an issue for the Renegades for some times. Bowling stocks probably looks a bit iffy still. Um, mm. But look, I mean, they've been able to bring in one of the, you know, the great talents, up and coming talents and Tom Rogers uh, from the Renegades, uh, from the Hurricanes, I should say. So, 
fingers crossed he and Richardson can really really do the damage and then you add in Majibu Rahman who we know is can be very very dangerous um so I, I, I'm quietly confident but look I think it is still really hard to go past the sixes and even for a dark horse I do really like the Hurricanes, especially with that top order mm. they've got with Ben McDermott, Matthew Wade, Darcy Short, and then you're adding in, you know, um, the the likes of Nathan Ellis um, and Billy Sandlake, and you know, Fahim Ashraf and uh, Asif Ali. I mean, yeah, Jimmy Neesham. Yeah, Jimmy Neesham. There's a lot of there's a I lot. I want to change my tip and, now. <laughs> Zach Crawley as well too. Um, Riley Meredith. There's you know, there's pl- plenty there going for the Hurricanes. I reckon it, it could be could also be the year so that's probably for me in terms of a breakout pick I'll tell you what that's a, that's a, it's a tough one um if we're looking purely at rookie players players that are priced at that 62 500 or 42,000 I think this is probably the summer where Lance Morris the wild thing really announces himself he's already been doing that behind the scenes in the Sheffield Shield with limited exposure to the public I think this is where he really stamps his authority uh, on Australian cricket and really starts to put his hand up for some some international cricket given that he's already uh, been tapped on the shoulder as part of the, the test squad. And the other the other player that I've talked about, I've talked him up and I'm still going to because I've got to make sure I keep backing myself and don't flip over, Henry Hunt for the Adelaide Strikers. I I really want to pick him in my side. I really hope he actually gets to um, get part of that 11. I know he's a hugely, supremely talented player and I reckon that there is probably an opportunity for him in that uh, top order of for the strikers, and if it's this season, it's his season. Dan, did you have a breakout for Supercoach? Yes, uh, I wanted to let Azza get that out about uh, Henry Hunt first because <laughs> uh, I could tell he had it uh, on his chest. But I think for, uh, it may be a little bit of an obvious pick considering uh, Mick Ma- Mitch Marsh's injury, but I feel like Aaron Hardy can go to another level uh, this BBL season. We saw glimpses last season uh, of his big hitting and ability to take wickets. But, yeah, I, I think that he uh, would probably have a more prominent role, uh, hopefully a bit further up the order for KFC Supercoach. But, yeah, he's priced at 99K at the moment. He could be one that uh, that really does explode uh, with a more enhanced role uh, at the Scorchers and, you know, uh, obviously more responsibility on his shoulders to, to stand up in, in Master's absence. Yeah, as a, you kind of you kind of stole my tip there. I, I've gone with the Hobart Hurricanes as my tip for the title. I think both the Sydney teams are going to be ominous, but I think the Hobart Hurricanes are with their lineup. They've been set up. They've been given the best chance to go for the title, and I think that this is going to be their year for a breakout. Uh, I'm going to go with Brody Couch. Um, mm. I think he'll get an expanded role, um, bowling death and power play overs for the Stars. Um, he might only get three overs in some games, but I think he's going to take a lot of wickets. You've been talking up uh, Matthew Kuhneman too, um, Damo. Is he still uh, potential for a breakout and is he still um, in your side? Given some of the Heat signings, he's he's gone to the back of the line a little bit. Oh, oh no. Shame. Real shame. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Oh, no, absolute pleasure. Sorry if I blubbered on a bit too much there, but no, I'm obviously very excited and keen. And yeah, thanks again to you guys for contributing to uh, to the 
um, News Corp uh, Mastheads, and yeah, you've done some fantastic work for us. So yeah, it's at least I can do popping on. No, appreciate that, Dan. And again, for anybody listening out there, if they haven't already, please be sure to sign up if you haven't, which would be surprising. But if you haven't, there's still time. Supercoach.com.au. Make sure you get your teams in. Sign up a league. Get some banter going with mates. There's $25,000 to be won in Australia's favourite fantasy cricket game. Yep, so if you haven't signed up for Supercoach BBL yet, there is still time, as as I said, um, plenty on the Jock Reynolds website and across the Herald Sun to help get you sorted. As a, you've been great. Thanks for being here. Always a pleasure, Damo. Look forward to the next one. My name's Damo. This has been Around the Wicket, brought to you by Jock Reynolds. This podcast has been recorded, edited, and produced for the Jock Reynolds Supercoach community. You have been listening to Around the Wicket. Around the Wicket.